welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and handsome host of this podcast. Might I add, I'm a multimedia journalist. I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I'm talking about... Is David Peralta the most underrated player on this D-backs team? And after Robbie Ray's last start where he had like a no-hitter through five, will we see more things? Was that a sign? Was that an indication for better things to come in Robbie Ray? I will get into that and more on today's pod. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's jump right into it. And I want to start off with this David Peralta talk and talk about whether he's the most underrated D-back on this team. David Peralta has been a fan favorite now. He's played with the D-backs for his entire career. He's been on this team since 2014, so he's one of the longer-tenured players on this D-backs team, a real homegrown kind of guy. And, you know, he made his debut in 2014, and ever since then, he's been a steady contributor to this team. I mean, 2015, he had a pretty good year where he batted over 300. He's a career 291 hitter, so he's been a solid, you know, hitter throughout his career, a solid contact hitter. His OBP is around 350 as well. So he's always been good at hitting, for a solid average, a pretty high average, more than more more than not most of the time, and a pretty solid OBP. And then uh, he's even flashed some pop for you guys. He's uh, he's been a guy who's led the league in triples before. Back in 2018, he led this didn't lead the league, but he had 30 home runs for this D-backs team. So he's definitely got the pop, and, he, and he's definitely got the defensive chops as well. In 2018, he also won the Silver Slugger, and last year in 2019, he won the Gold Glove. So he can do it with his bat and he can do it with his glove. I think what he's doing this year has gone a little bit unnoticed. Uh, I think because when we look at the 2020, entering the 2020 season, David Peralta's health was a bit of a question mark because of injuries last year. He only played 99 games, and I don't think people realize David Peralta was pretty solid last year still, even in that 99 games, a 275 batting average, a 804 OPS. He won the gold glove, like I said, 12 home runs. Uh, he was pretty solid all, all around. He had 29 doubles, which was two off his career high. So it, it would have been another solid power season for David Peralta. And I think he's really come into his own as offense player over the last few seasons. I think he's a pretty consistent player, a pretty consistent contributor as an everyday outfielder. And I think what he does out there in the outfield gets overlooked. And he was a guy who was going to be a free agent at the end of 2020, but the D-backs renegotiated, well, not renegotiated, but they re-signed him, essentially. They re-upped his deal, and he didn't get a, a very large contract for a guy who's been as solid as David Peralta. You would think he would have commanded more money, but he only got three years, a $22 million contract. So it's right there with the Mike Hazen model of keeping your, your guys, keeping your guys who are homegrown, but not overpaying at all. And 
you know, Mike Hazen, I give him credit. He doesn't overpay for anyone on this roster. Even Madison Bumgarner, who was a five-year, $85 million deal, I thought that was a great deal for Madison Bumgarner. So Mike Hazen does a good job of keeping his guys on this team without overpaying them. And the value you've gone back from David Peralta has been tremendous. He's 32 years old, so maybe that played into his contract negotiations, contract negotiations a little bit. But David Peralta has been an absolute rock star this year. I'm going to give you some numbers to show you why, as the D-backs have gotten better, you know, during this last 12, 13-game stretch, David Peralta, you could make the argument he's been the biggest reason for that. In July, through eight games, David Peralta batted 222 with a 290 OBP and a 259 slugging percentage. He had no home runs. He had four RBIs in eight games, one double. Just a, He was flat-out garbage when it came to offense. David Peralta couldn't get much of anything going. He really struggled at the plate, and he was just a guy that looked like a shell of himself to start the year, like a lot of these D-backs players and offensive hitters. He had yet to break out of his you know early season slump, but... When, you, when the calendar flipped from July to August, a flip switch within David Peralta. Because if you, let me just tell you a slash line in the month of August. This is 15 games. 393 batting average, a 443 OBP, and a 589 slugging. That's good enough for 1032 OPS. And then he's got 13 ribbies to so go along with two home runs. This guy has been a stud in this middle of the lineup. And the D-backs have been treating him like a stud in the middle of the lineup. He's been batting fourth a lot more recently. He's batted fourth eight times this season, which is tied for the most any position he's uh, played at, at of you know pretty much any spot in the lineup. It's the most games he's played at, or tied for the most games with eight, because he's also batted six eight times a season. So he's, he's played eight games both in the fourth and sixth spot in the lineup. But somehow, when he's batting fourth or sixth, that's when David Peralta has been a beast this season. When he's batting cleanup this year, David Peralta is batting 444, 459 OBP, 611 slugging, and a 1071 OPS. So he's been the guy as your cleanup hitter this year. And not just as your cleanup hitter, just your guy when guys are on base with runners in scoring position. You want David Peralta at the plate. He's been the best guy in that situation. With the runners in scoring position, he's batting 458, or 462 OBP, and a 583 slugging percentage. It's 15 RBIs and 24 at bats with runners in scoring position. And when are and when men are on base, just in general, he's batting 375 or 395 OBP and a 475 slugging. So when guys are on, David Peralta is usually stepping it up. He's been great in this middle of the lineup, batting him fourth, batting him sixth. David Peralta has been pretty consistent, and he's really taken off as his D-backs team has taken off. I just wanted to give some love to David Peralta on the pod today. He's been a fan favorite for some time now on this D-backs team, but I feel like what he's doing for the D-backs this season is getting kind of overlooked. We mentioned the Marte parte. We know Ketel Marte has been keeping that tear up, the offensive, you know, he's an offensive stud. He's been keeping that up. Starring Marte has been a solid offensive and above average uh, offensive contributor throughout his entire career. He's been an all-star before. So we know what the Marte Parte can do. Christian Walker has been, you know, he hasn't been underrated because I think people have talked about how Christian Walker, there was a time when the D-backs were really in that early season slump. We were like, Ketel Marte and Christian Walker are the two best players on this D-backs offense right now. So I think Christian Walker's definitely gotten his fair share of love. Then we've talked about Cole Calhoun being on a tear the last couple of weeks with this power. Just seems to be mashing at the top of the lineup, but feel like the guy we haven't been talking about is David Peralta. He's been the guy that's been batting cleanup. He's been the guy that's been coming through almost every time, nearly half the time. 
when guys are in scoring positions. So David Peralta has just been an absolute stud this season. I hope he continues it. And the Steelbacks lineup is just taking off offensively right now. It's what time is it? It's 6.08 on Tuesday when I'm recording this right now. This D-backs offense is actually teeing up if you're watching the game right now. Uh, the D-backs are playing the A's right now. They're just teeing off against the Oakland A's right now. And, you know, David Peralta is has been a huge contributor in the middle of the lineup. And I'm sure he's having his part today. The, the D-backs are up 10-1 to 1 at the end of the 8th right now as I'm recording this pod. And with David Peralta in the middle of the lineup taking off as his D-backs team is taking off and D-backs offense is taking off, it's been a, a real uh, key piece. And, and Peralta's been a real key cog in this lineup. And look at that. Cole Calhoun with another home run today. Nick Ahmed with a home run today. I would love to talk about Nick Ahmed pretty soon in the next couple of pods because he's been a guy who's been picking up recently too. So I'd love to talk about him pretty soon. But overall, David Peralta has been a stud this season and he definitely should be worthy of an all-star appearance in my opinion. And if David Peralta wants to continue mashing like this. Maybe he needs to eat Built Bar. Because Built Bar, it's back, and they come with an improved Built Bar that's even more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. And the great thing about Built Bars is that they have nut and nut-free flavors, just in case you have any peanut allergies. And I love them because they're... Both soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. And get this, if you're a healthy guy like me or a healthy girl, Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person in general because they help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so they're great for your keto diet. Just go to BuiltBar.com because you'll get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. And I want to talk about Robbie Ray. And if the last start we saw from Robbie Ray can be an indication of better things to come. I mean, it was definitely his best start of the season. He went five innings, which is amazing. He only gave up one earned run, but he still had six walks, and he's still only 95 or only 45 of his 95 pitches. Went for strike, so there's still some concern with Robbie Ray. But I was reading, reading Aiden Snake Pit today, and uh, what's his name? I have it here. Kenny Kelly wrote this amazing article about Robbie Ray today, and I really want to dissect it. They've talked about how Robbie Ray has improved in some of his areas in his arsenal, like his fastball. Robbie Ray's fastball this year has been, you know, arguably his best fastball, or I don't want to say his best fastball, has been improved in certain areas, and it has unimproved in other areas, or disimproved. I'm pretty sure it's unimproved in other areas. So, Robbie Ray, his fastball this year... It's actually, after last season, 2019, Robbie's Ray's fastball actually dipped a little bit in velocity, but has actually gone back up this year. He's actually gained 1.6 miles per hour on his fastball. And he's actually been able to hit 97 miles per hour, which he hadn't been able to do since pre-2019. So Robbie Ray, at least, his fastball is back, has got the speed. And the one, the, the other interesting you no know, nugget about his fastball is 
his rotations per minute has actually increased by over 200 rotations. So Robbie Ray's fastball is not just faster. It's rotating at a high, uh, at a lot higher speed, and it's rotating way more times. So what does that mean? Basically, his fastball is moving more with the increased speed, with the increased rotations. His fastball has a little bit more life to it. And the difference from his, you know, rotation per minute before to now is before his rotation per minute was actually a little bit below average, but now he's actually has won the top uh, rotation per minute in baseball in 2019. It only sat in the 46th percentile, but now in 2020, sitting in the 92nd percentile for rotations per minute. So it's it's spinning at an unbelievable rate. And what does that mean, basically? His fastball is moving even more. It's more alive, like I said, and it's actually moving three inches more than the league's average fastball thrown at a similar velocity, similar velocity and release point. So this thing is moving, and that's... Even though that sounds great, it's moving, it's got lies to it, it's faster, it's rotating more. That's also been uh, kind of the, the double-edged sword with Robbie Ray's fastball. It's more dynamic, it's more electric, but it's also harder for him to control. That's been Robbie Ray's issue this year. He, he leads the league in walks, he has 20 walks, and if you even look at his walks per game, he's sitting at 8.2, which is just atrocious, so... It, even though his fastball is moving more, it's faster, it hasn't worked out in more strikes. Robbie Ray, oh no, if you take into account all his pitches, he's only hitting the strike zone 35% of the time, which would be the lowest mark of his career and the fourth lowest in the majors. Robbie Ray just isn't throwing strikes. And then we just look at his fastball specifically, his command has been awful. Only 50% of Robbie Ray's fastballs have been thrown in the strike zone. So if you actually look at Robbie Ray's uh, zone percentage by season, it has actually gone down every year uh, since 2017 and actually went up in 2019. He was actually throwing more strikes last year with the slower fastball, but now he has a shorter release. He has a couple new mechanics in his delivery, so he's got the speed back up, but he's actually lost even more command, which has been a, a big issue for Robbie Ray. If you look at his fastball location, his fastball is sitting in the heart of the plate 32% of the time, just compared to 26.5% of the time in 2019. So even though it's moving, it looks more deadly, it's sitting in the heart of the plate even more. So hitters, are, hitters aren't swinging and missing even more. They're, they're making even more solid contact. And since Robbie Ray already struggles to throw strikes as it is, when it, so when, when he is throwing strikes, he's getting hit, and then he doesn't throw a lot of strikes. So that's what's led to so many walks. So for Robbie Ray... You know, it, it's a double-edged sword with him. We've seen the new mechanics work in some areas with the speed, velocity, and rotations, but his command has always been an issue for him, and it's his mechanics hasn't been able to fix that. He's still been a walking monster. He's still a guy that gets way too many three-ball counts. He's still a guy that gets way too many full counts, and some of his splits are just way telling in that area. I mean, when batters are ahead in the count against Robbie Ray, they're batting 297. With a 534 OBP and a 1075 OPS. But when Robbie Ray's ahead, they're batting 125. They have a 167 OBP and a 479 OPS. So for Robbie Ray, it's all of and that, you know, you think that would, you know, no duh, he's going to be better when he's ahead of the count than when the batter's ahead of the count. But it shouldn't be that much of a discrepancy. It shouldn't be more than double of a difference in discrepancy between when you're ahead of the count or when you're behind in the count because. Uh, I'll take uh, a look at Lance Lynn, for example, the starting pitcher. The starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He's been a consistent stud this year, and when you look at his splits, you know 
he, he's been the guy that's just dominated, you know, he's just dominated opposing batters this year. His ERA is insane. I think he leads the league in the American League in ERA with like a 1.1 or something. But if you look at his splits, when batters are ahead, they're batting 077 with 368 OB, OBP and a 445 OPS. But when Lance Lynn is ahead, batters are batting 095 where 095 OBP and a 214 OPS. So for Lance Lynn, it hasn't really mattered if he's ahead or behind in the count. He's been consistent and he's been a stud in either situation. And that's what the, where I kind of want to get Robbie Ray. It's okay if you're worse when the batters are ahead versus when you're ahead, but it shouldn't be a discrepancy like that. It shouldn't be more than double. And if it is, it better be because you're just, it better be because you're pitching when your head is just so dominant. And then even if it is more than double, it should still be pretty solid because I did look up Zach Allen. His splits are like that too, where he's way better when the, when he's ahead as opposed to behind in the count. But even when he's behind, his numbers are still good. He's still giving up a pretty low OBP. He's still giving up pretty low batting average. So it really just depends how you're pitching in those situations. And for Robbie Ray, he just hasn't been good when he's been behind in the count. Robbie Ray just gets too many. He just has too many situations where he runs up the count and then it leads to walks. And then eventually it just leads to more hits because then batter starts to see him more. And he, you know, when you usually when you have a higher pitch count, you go through the lineup a second, third time. Usually hitters are just better off at teeing up against you and just better they have a better eye that second third time around they usually do better in that situation for Robbie Ray you know for him his two worst innings have been the first inning when batters are first seeing him he's been bad because he gives up a lot of walks in those situations and he's been absolutely shelled in the first inning and the fourth inning when it's you know the second time the third time around that's when Robbie Ray struggles too and those have been his two biggest innings on the year, his second and third innings have been the best because that's usually when he gets to when he's able to get in a little bit of a groove and he's able to calm down. He I feel like he's a guy with high anxiety and a lot of nerves. So when he does get into that second and third inning, he calms down a little bit. But by the time the fourth inning rolls around, now batters have seen him already for you know one time through, and that's when he starts to struggle again. So for Robbie Ray, he needs to get better early. He needs to get better in the middle, and he needs to stop falling behind in so many counts. His fastball is alive. He just, I don't know why. Robbie Ray is the kind of guy that if he can ever get his command together and he can ever, you know, locate consistently, he will be a stud. He's got all the stuff that we know he has. He's He's got the makeup of a, of a number two, possibly of a number one starter, but he's never been able to put it together. And I don't know if that last start is, you know, any indication of more positive things for Robbie Ray. I mean, it still wasn't that good of a start. Still six walks. Still only 45 and 95 pitcher for a strike. So it wasn't a start I was overly in love with. And honestly, I think Robbie Ray would be better suited for the bullpen than the starting rotation right now. We'll see what this D-backs team will do with him. Maybe he'll be a trade candidate near the deadline in the next couple of weeks. We'll see if anyone wants him. But Robbie Ray definitely needs to improve in those areas. If he wants to stick around for the D-backs team, uh, pass his deadline and stick with them for the long haul. So definitely want to see improvement in Robbie Ray. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. And let's go D-backs. And don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB to get a, a discount on your order and get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!